That's not good for your brain. Drew. You don't come in here with your brain on. My brain is on. Because you've just been looking at stories. Your brain's not on. You want to go right now? Go. You want to test to see whose brain is more on? Sure. I have notes. How are your notes? Great. I have one text message to you. <laughs> I'm not the one supposed to be coming in with notes. I'm not supposed to come in with notes anymore. You told me not to yes, anymore. I said to come in with notes, not an essay. How's this? That looks like an essay. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just a bunch of Bible passages. Um, so the other day, I was... Uh, let me tell you Tell about me the about the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to do it for you because your brain's not working well enough. It is enough working. To actually spot Stop it. Stop telling me that. To actually see your cues. Um, I was... Uh, so I did that gig up at the, um, in Hot Springs mm-hmm. last Friday for a wedding rehearsal dinner. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I show up and it's at a shooting range, <laughs> right? right? But like a, it's a shooting lodge. Have you ever been to a shooting range before? Lord, no. Yeah. No, I'm a Christian. Um, <laughs> you set me up. Mm. Um, we, uh, so I'm roll up and i had seen pictures and everything and it's kind of like the the wedding rehearsal just happened to be at the shooting range they're not even they're they're not even interested in shooting they didn't do any shooting or anything it's just a nice place it's a lodge and they have a big patio Mm -hmm. um but as i walk in and ask like hey what's up everybody in the building everyone who works at the shooting lodge Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna say this because i don't think any of them are subscribers to the podcast Real strange, <laughs> a real odd lot. Um, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, mm. I'm mostly okay with that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I don't. I'm, right. To each his own. I'm fine around weird people, but these are weird people with shotguns. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so I'm fine with weird people. I'm pretty weird about guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a secret to anybody that knows me. Um, but there's this lady, like standing at the cash register. And I just kind of asked them, like, where I should go. And they said, oh, I don't know, probably probably around back. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like a small house. Like, the lodge is not that large. Uh There's the house, and then attached to the house is, like, a patio. Yeah. Where there's caterers and people in tuxedos walking around and everything. And they're like, ah, it's probably back. Like, they didn't know that that's where I should go. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the lady at the cash register, though. I Could was you like, see so, them? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like I spotted through, but I just, you know, I was like. Okay. Is that what I'm. I'm yeah, gotcha. Um, Side. That's beside yeah. the point. She's at the cash register and she's kind of like paying for some kind of shooting lodge service, mm-hmm. some kind of package that they're selling. And I was like, okay, well, can I just load? And they said, yeah, you can just load around the porch, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, And she said, I won't shoot (laughs) you. I was like, oh, cool. But nobody in the room laughed. They were all like, yeah, don't shoot him. Um, (laughs) And so I start loading in. I can't believe I didn't tell you this. No. I start loading in and she walks over to the, the range where they like shoot skeet. Yeah. Shoot like clay pigeons up in the air and then they yeah, yeah. shoot them down with a shotgun. And she's shooting it at like if you call that she was 12 shooting right o'clock, next to you? Yeah, you call that twelve o'clock. Yeah. I'm at uh ten PM. Oh. Like loading things in. Huh. And maybe two hundred feet away. I don't know. And there's no guard up or anything. And we're just like <laughs> Well a guard's not gonna do much drew for a bullet. Well, it's not a bullet. It's birdshot. Like, I mean, it wouldn't kill me anyways if she hit me. It would just really annoy me. Like, I'd probably go home. I probably would say, like, somebody hit me with a shotgun, so I'm going to go home now um, and try to get these BBs out of my <laughs> out of my tricep or whatever. Yeah. Um. But it was a really, really strange experience. I mean, after I had walked it, like, two or three times, and every time I would, like, come to the corner and, like, wait till she shot and then like kind of zip around <laughs> real quick like knowing that she had just shot so it'll take a few minutes before an- another was up she in the air. giving a lesson well no and someone was there giving her a lesson Uh-oh. which did not make me feel better yeah because it's like okay so she doesn't even really know how to do this and i i mean eventually like the guy who was going to tin bar for this came around and i was like dude if this were a dry, if this were a golf driving range, 
yeah. I wouldn't feel comfortable where I am right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I hear you. Like, if I were if I were concerned about a stray golf ball going whatever, yeah, sixty miles an hour, I wouldn't stand right here. Right. And I'm standing here with, you know, birdshot BBs wow, going. Wow, that's kind of crazy. Three hundred feet per second or whatever those come yeah. out at. Yeah. It was a real so, odd. What ha- I mean, did they keep going or did they finish their lesson? and then? Yeah, she finished her lesson. I mean, she was only out there for like 20 minutes, but it happened to be the 20 minutes that I was loading in. And there were other directions she, she could have faced. That's why she said she wouldn't shoot you? Yes. Yeah, so, okay. But so, I mean, I guess that was it. I should have just leaned on that. Well, she said she wouldn't shoot me. So yeah, you should have. <laughs> taken more confidence. Wow. In that. Huh. That's a good story. Yeah. It's great. I really can't. That's probably the most uh, precarious load-in process I've ever had. <laughs> and I've had a lot of strange ones. That one was uh, mm. uh, that. That was that was maybe the oddest. Yeah. All right, uh, let's roll that jingle. We can talk about you. We can talk about me. We can talk about everything we got between us. I want to hear everything you have to say. We can talk about the weather and living forever, and about how we usually be better together. Gotta find some time to talk about the other day. I had to show you that my brain was on. <laughs> <laughs> you really jumped straight to the g- jingle, and I was going to ask you a question oh, on the okay. other side of the jingle. But since we're on this side of it now, we're about to start talking oh, about the Bible. Go ahead. It's but okay. before we talk about the Bible, if how do almonds have so many calories? Yes. But almond a- milk has the least calories of all of the milks. this is a good question that i had the other night <laughs> you never answered me and i now i know why because you were writing it down on your phone <laughs> that yeah i was just noticing because we have all the different kinds of milk in oh, our yeah. refrigerator we have cow milk almond milk oat milk usually coconut milk and sometimes yeah sometimes coconut i think we're out right now anyways so we always have all of the t- kinds and half and half Whipping cream. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Butter. Um, And so that's enough. Okay. That's enough. Cream okay. cheese. <laughs> Stop it. Um, so I was Microwave queso dip. No, we don't have that. <laughs> I was wondering like, okay, I'm going to have, I don't know. I think I was going to have a bowl of cereal or something. And I wanted to know which milk I should choose based on how many calories. Because none of them really affect me any differently. So I, it's not really... Everybody just drinks something different in this house. And so yep. anyways, I was just like, oh, I'm going to go for the least amount of calories. Certainly it's not almond milk because almonds have a lot of calories. I can only have like a couple of almonds to meet my snack Yep. intake, calorie, caloric intake. Yeah. Uh, turns out, turns the, out the calories are in the crunchy parts. How do they do that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If you don't chew an almond. Is it because it's mostly water? Must be. It must be. There must be something about because I've that seen how to make made. almond milk before. I know how it's made. You just like soak the almonds. I think also almond and then milk, you blend them. Almond milk is only like it's only like forty percent almonds and it's sixty percent Mother Nature's tears. Mm. <laughs> That's what I. <laughs> That's not a good joke. <laughs> Haven't you heard that almond milk is like really bad for the environment? I don't know if that's true or whatever, but I have heard that apparently the production of almond milk is terrible for the environment. Really? Nope, never heard that either. Yeah. So my joke was actually pretty good. Hmm. Well, yeah, I guess it was. It's a pretty good Mother's joke. Nature's <laughs> always like a joke. Mother nature's tears. Mother nature's tears. Hurts your feelings. Have <laughs> <laughs> you been looking at your stories? <gasps> true. Get your tongue don't work right when you look at your stories. About my stories. Well, we've been talking about the Bible, um, as you may know, if you've been listening. Um, if you have been listening, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we have been talking about the Bible, though, differently than we normally do. Typically, mm-hmm. we like to sort of teach from the Bible. But here lately, we've been just sort of teaching slash talking about what the Bible actually is. Mm-hmm. Um and using some scripture to to do that. And today, I think I want to, you know, kind of just open it up and and let's get into a conversation that we kind of had once before a few weeks ago, and yeah. then we deleted it because it didn't come <laughs> out the way that we had hoped that it might. Right. Um. And so now I'd like to try to have that conversation again. But in preparation for this today, I took down a 
bunch of passages of scripture that I think are really good examples of it. Okay. We may not get to all of them, but I do think they're pretty good points to, to sort of like, let's, let's talk about the Bible as a how-to guide. Okay. Right? Because that right. was kind of that the conversation the, yeah. that, that went awry, that we, we said like, I basically said, the Bible is not a how-to guide. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not that's not what this is. That's not how it's, it's not how right. anybody who ever wrote in it intended for it and to I be And I got read. very confused. You got confused and maybe a little concerned. Mm-hmm. And then I made a couple of points that were maybe not, didn't make, I still think they're true, but there's probably a better way of saying them. But I was basically saying, well, if it's a how-to guide, it's not a very good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just meant that pragmatically. I just meant there's like 2,300 pages in a paper right, Bible. Right. And if it's like, how should I live? And you hand that to someone. You're like, just do what this just, says. Yeah. It's like, there's, it says a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. And mostly it's not even telling you how to live at all. Mostly it's just kind of, you know, outlining different things. So it's not yeah. really a how-to guide. Um, but I wanted to get a little deeper into that conversation. We've been pulling okay. everything, uh, tying it all back to 2 Timothy 3.16. Yep. God. For God so loved the world. Breathed into oh. life. I'm just kidding. Oh, has breathed life into all scripture. This is a different translation. I just thought we'd go a little okay. different direction. It is useful for teaching us what is true. It is useful for correcting our mistakes. It is useful for making our lives whole again. It is useful for training us to do what is right. Um, and we've already kind of unpacked this a little bit. We've already said like, hey, when Paul says all scripture is God breathed, mm-hmm. he doesn't mean the Bible you hold in your hands. Now, it could include the Bible that you hold in your hands, but if it includes the Bible that you hold in your hands, it also probably includes other writings yeah, or even recorded things or even oral histories of the uh, of the God of the... Um, yeah, that's kind of where we landed on the last Israelite week, people. right? Like yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, so if, if he means the Bible that we hold at all, then he also intends for scripture to be expanding Mm -hmm. um and if he doesn't mean that then he only means the old testament and we shouldn't even be reading this verse itself as scripture yeah (laughs) we shouldn't even be reading second timothy 3 16 as scripture if he means i only mean what's already been written i only mean the hebrew bible um but yeah i think he means something broader and that's kind of what we okay do you um, want me to read something next yeah what do you got no i mean out of i thought you had some verses that you well, they're all just right here. They'd be a little tricky to find, oh, probably. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, so, I want to get into the back half of this today. I want to kind of talk about how it says, um, all scripture is useful for teaching us what is true, useful mm-hmm. for correcting our mistakes, useful for making our lives whole again, useful for training us to do what is right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the That's the heart and soul of what I think I would like to talk about today is like, is that what we think of whenever we think of the Bible? Do we think of something that actually um, is helpful, that's constructive, that um, teaches us how to do what is right, mm-hmm. teaches us how to think, how to live? Do you? I'm, I'm, let's start there. Mm-hmm. Do you think of the Bible as something that teaches you how to live? I mean, I definitely used to. I, I, And yeah, I think I still probably... I I still yeah I mean I still look to the Bible on how to make certain decisions and um I don't know just at the risk of sounding a little antagonistic here uh can you give me an example well something that you may I mean how I treat people okay I would say comes from the Bible. Like, and when you say how you treat people, do you mean like which part? Which we did say this once before uh, in in our conversations about this. It's like whenever somebody uh-huh. says, "I follow the Bible," yeah, I treat people the way the Bible says to treat people. Um, yeah, I feel like there needs to be a follow up question to that. Like, wait a the second, the way that Jesus said. Which part <laughs> yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I I mean the way that Jesus says because the Bible commands you to right to take people as slaves. Yeah, I mean no, I do you murder enemies of the Lord because the Bible commands you to. The Bible does teach you to do that. No, I don't do those things. You don't murder enemies of the Lord. No, 
He's never told me to yet. <laughs> oh, he did in the Bible. He doesn't have to tell you again. No, he was talking to those people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're talking about Jesus. Yeah. You're using the word Bible. Right. When you mean Jesus. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's your that's So your that's my answer. Kind of answer is like, yes, I do follow the teachings of Jesus, mm-hmm. which are from the Bible. Which we find in the Bible. Right. Okay. Interesting. So that doesn't do a terrible job of segueing into it doesn't do a terrible job. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fine. Right, right. Uh, to segue into <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> for telling me that I'm not terrible. My thesis for the day, which I'm not going to try to convince you or any listeners of, it's just something that I think we need to be sort of honest about. That's what the the purpose of this whole conversation hasn't been to convince anybody of anything. It's just been no. it's like let's have an honest conversation about what the Bible is because a lot of times I hear people say things about the Bible that are just absurd. Yeah. We say things that like, here's why I do that, because the Bible tells me so. And I'm like, you are, you have no idea what the Bible tells you yeah. to do. Um, here's why I am the way I am, because the Bible supports that. Like, right. Well, I mean, you might be right, but I think you missed the point. Mm-hmm. Um, my sort of thesis of the day is that the Bible doesn't teach you how to live. Um it's not intended to teach you how to live. And that even when the Apostle Paul talks about all Scripture as being inspired and useful for teaching, mm-hmm. he doesn't mean all Scripture is to be followed. Hmm. And I don't believe that Jesus would teach us that all Scripture is to be followed. Okay. Well, then if we're not teaching the Bible to follow it, yeah. Like, then what are we teaching it for? That's the question, right? Yeah, that's the question. Well, there's a difference between following and learning from, mm-hmm. right? There's a difference between following the Bible and learning from the Bible. I think I, you and I talked about this earlier today. Um, hopefully I can articulate it as well as I did then. I, I don't know if I did it super well then, but it clicked for you when I said it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have told Nora... Um, a couple of times in particular, um, the story of the boy who cried wolf, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, everybody's kind of familiar with that story. It's like, there's a little boy, Mm -hmm. he yells that he sees a wolf and everybody runs to his aid Mm -hmm. and he likes the attention he's getting. So he does it again. Yep. And And in in Nora's scenario, she's crying that she has a bloody nose and it's getting everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, but isn't that true sometimes? Well, it was once or twice, but oh. she got a good reaction out of us, so Yeah, then she would kind of Yeah. cry out when other thing when it wasn't really happening. Right, right. Um but uh so the moral, you know, the story goes on and then eventually the boy is attacked by a wolf and he cries there's a wolf, the wolf is after me mm-hmm. and uh no one comes to his aid and so he I guess he's eaten by a wolf and dies. It's a great story for kids, much like a lot of stories in the Bible. Mm. Um Yeah. Now, if you were to sort of take that story out of context and say, you should follow this story. Mm-hmm. Learn, f- yeah. Follow this follow story. Follow story. Then you will have children crying wolf more and more <laughs> frequently, right? Children will just do mm-hmm. the bad thing in the story because following the story would be to right. do the thing you see happening in the story. To be more like this little boy. Right. And yeah. Right. But this is not a story. It's a parable. Or to be the wolf who eats everyone. They could could play that. All the way around. Not a great example. Put themselves in that seat, I (laughs) suppose. Um, But to learn from the story is to take it for what it is Mm -hmm. and to say, oh, learning from the story means not being like the boy. Mm -hmm. It's actually being unlike the boy the protagonist yeah like the main character in the story the star of the show i'm supposed to look at the star of the show and say oh Mm -hmm. not maybe maybe he's not a man after god's own heart Mm. even though he says he is Mm -hmm. maybe like you you yeah yeah. and i talking the other day we were listening to a friend who was preaching about david and bathsheba yeah and i don't know if it hit you but it really hit me the way he told the story it didn't until you explained it and then i was and then he sort of glossed over he was talking about david seeing bathsheba bathing on a roof Mm -hmm. and then takes her and has sex with her and she gets pregnant and then he Mm -hmm. murders her 
husband before he yeah. comes home. Like, right. Um, From, yeah. So that he won't have to explain it. And then he just takes Bathsheba as a wife. Mm-hmm. And this is a man after God's own heart, according to David's own telling of yeah. the story. Yeah. Right? According <laughs> to himself. Is, yeah. And, and the person who was preaching this was even talking about David as a hero, as he always is. We yeah. always talk about David as a hero. Yeah. Of our faith. What's he famous for? Murdering um, a, a giant who mm-hmm. apparently has some sort of mental disability mm-hmm. um, and raping a woman that he was gawking on, right? Because yeah. yeah. he's the king. Like, let's be honest. Right. This is not a consensual right. relationship. If the king's people show up at your door and say the which king by the like way i you. always heard that it was yeah. like it was bathsheba's fault that oh, yeah. she was up Absolutely. on the rooftop in, in uh, naked our, in white american uh misogynistic evangelicalism of course it is yeah it was She's, always i always remember thinking that it was her fault oh yeah um well that's what you were supposed to get from purity culture <laughs> modesty culture <laughs> that uh that the bad behavior so now of I bathe men on is, actually, is your fault. So now you exclusively just, bathe I on rooftops. I exclusively bathe on rooftops. But yeah, so David sends for this woman. King wants to have sex with you. You don't have a choice. Um, so brings him up. So he's raping this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, sends her back pregnant, murders her husband, and then brings her in to make her his wife. And he never likes her. Mm. And she, like, he just ruins her life. And then the story that this man was telling, this mm-hmm. preacher was telling, that every preacher, was about how David is a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Because he eventually repents. Because he eventually asks for, yeah, forgiveness. Come on. He repents yeah. from rape. Mur- I mean, first of all, um, yeah, gawking, <laughs> Lusting. rape, mm-hmm. then murder. Mm-hmm. And then taking someone basically as a slave for their entire life. Yeah. And then he feels bad about it. Right. And repents and he becomes the hero of the story. Right. And that is odd. And that is one of the reasons that I would say the Bible is not a how-to guide. And this particular and this particular message was um, showing us how we should be more like David in the repentance and... Like, yeah. in the shame and guilt aspect of, like, not feeling shame and guilt anymore. Right. To like get David. Past it. Yeah. Hey, you you raped somebody and then murdered them. And, yeah. Like, you just need to let it go. Yeah. Which is a whole different topic on it shame is, and guilt. I know. I get, yeah. I'm not saying you should, I'm not saying he should have to hold on to that for the rest of his life. But the fact that we were being told to be like the David. Important, the important thing to, to note here is that, yes. Almost everyone every who is considered to be scenario. a hero of the Old Testament is an incredibly flawed, broken individual mm-hmm. who does terrible, awful things, and they bring on sorrow. And yeah. like even the you know something that was just never talked about whenever I was growing up was the way that we would you know talk about Joshua as a hero, and I thought of mm-hmm. Joshua as a hero and. Yeah. You know, this warrior, warrior king leader before they even had put up with any crap or. Yeah. 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 Um, And so you have like Israel advancing and then David, it it becomes David and he's the king. And um, no one ever bothered to sort of articulate the fact that these people were victorious time and time and time again. The Hebrew people, the Israelite Mm -hmm. people, they sit on the top of the world over and over and over again. Yet somehow. When mm-hmm. the New Testament rolls around, they're completely under the thumb of the government that is over them, completely yeah. oppressed, completely controlled, and that basically nothing they ever did really worked. Yeah. We talked about it as like, look at these ba- yeah. these, these battle strategies. Look at this brilliance of like, look at what they did whenever they, you know, honor the Lord by slaughtering these people. And nobody seems to notice that the moral of the story mm-hmm. <laughs> is don't cry wolf yeah you know what i'm saying yeah is that is that connection yeah. there it's like yeah. we want to look back and say like ooh, look how they cried wolf there mm-hmm. maybe we should cry wolf more like that right right like ooh, look at that hero of that story there maybe we should be we more should like be that more hero like that there mm-hmm. and not recognizing that the moral of the whole story is this doesn't work yeah it doesn't work right yeah, I mean, I the think if you and, yeah. think about it 
like that, like then re-ask, I guess, the question, is the Bible a good how-to guide? Yeah. Um, I mean, in that context, no, it's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's more of a, it's, it's more of a how not to guide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just think like, I feel like people would be so much clearer and we would be so much more apt to just like be loving and be um, like just better Christians, I guess, in general. If we just, if maybe we could make that sink in, like, okay, this isn't a how-to guide. Like I have to be, um, I need to make sure I do everything just like this says or this yeah. part says and this part says because then you're just taking and picking like it's just like you're right well a friend of mine you can't a get... friend of mine now says like um he was once accused of cafeteria christianity so he's like you're mm-hmm. just walking through the cafeteria just picking i want a little bit of that a little bit of that yeah and he said back to the person who says all christianity is cafeteria christianity yeah we're all picking and choosing picking and which choosing. stuff is valuable i mean to if, us. if you're using the bible I'm as a how-to guide yeah you i mean you would have to be because there are just so many different like yeah um do this and don't do this and then it like will go back and right. be like oh wait maybe i shouldn't kill that person or right. wait maybe i should have them as a slave or <laughs> whatever um yeah but if we can just think of it as like okay this is how these people did it and sure i can let's take and pick again maybe but like sure i can take this part of how david treated these people or you know what i mean like just these different yeah like learn from the story learn from the story and don't view it follow as a the story, story. Yeah. and not as a how-to guide yeah i think that until would be... you get to jesus now jesus is different i think that's yeah I somewhat I, I think following the model of jesus is absolutely safe right that's safe uh i would well, even I say mean, on that like, we, we also don't do light. that yeah, yeah. We also don't follow the model of Jesus. I mean, that's, if I'm, you know, if we want to get really real for a minute here, that's why I'm not really a pastor anymore mm-hmm. because I found myself incredibly frustrated by the fact that I, I felt like a lot of church was not really interested in following Jesus. Yeah. We like David better for a reason. Yeah. We like Paul better for a reason because, Mm. I mean, American Republican evangelicalism being set up with like conversations about what do you do for the poor? Will you sell everything you have and give it to them? Right. Like that's what Jesus said. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do with an enemy? And they break into your house and you have uh, weaponry there that you could murder them with. What do you do with an enemy? Well, you love an enemy. You turn the other cheek. You don't strike. And and we have all of these kinds of Mm -hmm. things that we stand up for as Christians that are nothing like Christ. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that became a real point of frustration. I'm I'm learning to reconcile with that. And I'm learning that we're all just kind of, um, but this, this sort of cafeteria Christianity took a, a bad turn for Mm. me as far as I'm concerned. Um, Like that a lot of people kind of, it seems went with, not only did they, they treated the Bible like a how to guide, but they got all the wrong how to's. (laughs) (laughs) And like, if you're going to treat it as a how to guide, then you should at least like, okay, well, how does Jesus say to live? And we, well, they just made it so much more black and white. Like, it's just like, they, they, I feel like, those kinds of examples are just like, will you just do it this way? And there's no other yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that no reason for discussion, I guess. Right. And that. that being said, like somebody breaks into my house, mm-hmm. I'm not going to turn the other cheek. Right. Come after my kids. Like I'm, I don't have a gun, but I'm going to pick whatever is the most violent weapon I can find at the time. And I know somebody said like, well, why not have a gun then? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I yeah. don't know, but I'm just, I'm not, I'm just saying this is a part of me that is out of alignment with the way of Jesus. Right. And I'm openly and honestly saying, Jesus says, mm-hmm. turn the other cheek. And he means it because when they come after him and his family, yeah. he dies and so does his family. Yeah. 
everyone who follows Jesus, they die because they follow him. Everyone who calls him family, calls him brother, they're murdered for that, and he doesn't protect them. Yeah. He doesn't lift a sword or draw a gun to protect them. That is his way. So right. I don't get to call it, you know, that, that's what yeah, I'm, yeah. that's all I'm we've saying We've had this there. conversation no. yeah. several times, yeah. Um, but you back and me, to, I don't know that we've ever had it. Yeah. Yeah. Something on a, on a lighter note, though, here. Um, if someone were to come to us and say, well, I think the Bible is a how-to guide. I think I should, I think I should just do what the Bible says to do. I've made a list of some things that we should, that you need to do, right? Oh, okay. Just open the Bible up and like, well, okay, the Bible's going to be my how-to guide. Here's how I'm going to do it. The first one is, um, a little less. Oh, wait, uh, is this going to be like a sarcastic how-to guide? It's pretty fun. I don't know if okay. I call it sarcastic, okay. but this is how the Bible says to live. These are literal, like, you know, there's almost 700 commands in the Bible. Uh, okay. These are included in those. They're not just like, I mean, there's okay. there's other examples that maybe aren't necessarily commands, but things like God says to Abraham, take your son up on a mountain and murder him to show him, to show me that you're going mm-hmm. to be faithful. Like, okay. that's a how-to. If you're going to go how-to, that's what he said to do. Um, murder your son to prove that you're really committed. Mm-hmm. Um, this first one is a little, yeah, I just think we should start somewhere fun. Okay. All right. This is Deuteronomy 25. When men fight with each other mm-hmm. and the wife of one draws near to rescue her husband from the hand of him who is beating him and she puts out her hand and seizes him by the private parts, <laughs> then you shall cut off her hand. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So Where the is that? Deuteronomy? As a how-to, Deuteronomy 25, <laughs> verses 11 and 12. Okay. As a how-to guide, mm-hmm. if I'm fighting with someone mm-hmm. and you, in order to protect me, walk up and grab the other guy by the private parts, as they're referred to here, we have uh-huh. to cut off your hand. I mean, seems fair. It seems <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, hmm. Now, here's here's one that's a little more, this is a little more tricky. This is Second Kings. Uh verse tw- or chapter 23 mm-hmm. now therefore kill every male among the little ones and kill ev- kill every woman who has known a man intimately so basically only spare the virgins we've quoted that we've talked about this a couple of times but i'm just going mm-hmm. to the actual place all the girls who have not known a man intimately you may spare for yourselves you may take all the virgins to yourself that was actually numbers 31 sorry the next one is second kings mm. so how to guide god says hey when you're invading uh, another nation, mm-hmm. murder all the boys and men, um, murder all the women who aren't virgins, and keep the virgins for yourself. Hmm. That's that's the how-to that's, of that, the Bible. That, that is was depicted like... as a command from God. Oh, okay. That that's is in ask. numbers, so probably, probably Moses is saying, here's what God says to do. Okay. It's um, not just some ruler or king saying, do this. No. Okay. No, in Numbers, we still don't even have rulers and kings. We only have the voices of our prophetic leadership. Okay. You know, by mm-hmm. that point in the Bible, you've had Abraham, um, and then you've had, like, uh, Moses, and I can't remember if you get into mm-hmm. Joshua in, in the book of Numbers yet. I don't know. But um, here's another one. Okay. If you have any of these, you just want to stop me and comment on, but I think we're just sort of saying, like, as the Bible as how-to. No, I just wanted to clear that up, that... Like that actually is that depicted is depicted from... as a command of God. Okay. Yeah. Which also, let's be clear, if you call the Bible the holy word of God, then everything the Bible says. Well, yeah, but I don't think. Well, if you say I follow the Bible. Yes, but not as like these were evil men that like had no, that didn't have the best interest of anybody at heart and who weren't like hearing from God that... Well, there, command, none of that's in the Commands Bible. from God. The, there's no command like this that doesn't come from Joshua, what Moses, Abraham, David. What about like King Abraham, Herod? Who, David. Wasn't it King Herod who said to kill all the the boys yeah, uh, when Moses was born? Is that Herod? Oh, I don't. Who that was, was that? Uh, a Caesar, I think. Oh, okay. But Maybe. I mean, that I wasn't know. like a command from God. No, but, but it doesn't say that it was. This says it was a command from God. I know. That's uh, the example right. I was giving was there are th- people in the Bible who we don't right follow after because they're not like yeah because they're not depicted as as yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. But here's another one. Here's a here's a king King Josiah mm-hmm. um, from Second Kings twenty three. Josiah executed the priests of the pagan shrines on his on their own altars. He burned human bones on the altars to desecrate them. He did this in obedience to all the laws written in the scroll that Hilkiah the priest had found in the Lord's temple. So God wrote a letter to Hilkiah or, Mm -hmm. or wrote a letter through Hilkiah that said, burn the pagan shrine priests. Like go find anybody who's doing a doing a spiritual thing that's not our spiritual thing and burn their bones on their own altars. Um, Mm. Never before had there been a king like Josiah who turned to the Lord with all of his heart and soul and strength, obeying all the laws of Moses. And there has never been a king like him since. Mm. Josiah goes out and finds everybody who is having any kind of spiritual experience that is not uh Jewish god sanctioned mm-hmm. and murders them and burns their bones on and then he is called um he's the most to righteous be, king yeah. uh turning to the lord with his heart soul and strength obeying mm-hmm. every law that god ever commanded wow so just to go back to what we were he literally didn't, just that, saying, he didn't turn after he did that no, that was that what was, was what saying, t- like, he did this, and that's proof of the fact that oh, he is, okay, okay. yeah, exactly wow. what God wants. So you want a how-to, here's how-to. <sighs> yeah. Find people who aren't worshiping the one true God, and murder them, burn and their them. bones on their own altars. I mean, I feel like we'd that get in a lot in a of scroll. trouble now. <laughs> that was in a scroll that he found. That was literally a command from God. God commanded him to do that. So what do you think? I mean, okay, keep going. I, this is a different question for a different day. All right. I'm 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 also kind of trying to backtrack a little bit here because I've said a lot of stuff mm-hmm. without giving context. And so yeah, I kind yeah. of went and found the verses that I've been saying are in here. Like, did the Bible's not a how-to. Mm-hmm. Please don't don't follow the Bible. Don't do what the Bible says to do. Right. Um, if you... If you find yourself in these certain situations, you may purchase. And this one is one that we did find ourselves in, not us personally, Mm. but like the Americans, Mm -hmm. white people. You may purchase male or female slaves from among the foreigners who live among you. Mm. You may also purchase the children of such resident foreigners, including those who have been born in your land. You may treat them as your property, passing them on to your children as a permanent inheritance. You may treat your slaves like this, but the people of Israel, your relatives, must never be treated this way. Wow. That's Leviticus 25. Hmm. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says perfectly okay Mm -hmm. for you to take people who are not of your blood, Mm -hmm. not of your tribe, and make them your slave, purchase them, they'll be your property, and your children will inherit them. Hmm. Um. One or two more? You want to hit sure. a few more? If a man has a stubborn son, we're in Deuteronomy 21 again, um, and will, who will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother. Are you familiar with this one? This mm-hmm. one's pretty infamous. Um, even when they have chastened him, uh, he will not hearken unto them. Then shall his father and his mother lay hold on him and bring him out unto the elders of the city and unto the gate of the his place. And they shall say unto the elders of his city, This our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. And all the men of this city shall stone him with stones <gasps> until he is dead. Where is that? Deuteronomy 21. If you have a rebellious never son, read that one. God commands that you stone him to death. I don't think I've ever read Deuteronomy, to though, to be honest. It's repetitious. Deuteronomy is largely the retelling of Exodus. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's kind of like story time. Yeah. It's kind of set up like as a, as, as a narrative arc, but there's a little more command mm-hmm. built into it. Like Exodus is a little more narrative mm-hmm. and Deuteronomy actually injects these like, and here's what you do in that situation now. Um, but yeah, mm. if you read Exodus and numbers, you don't really need to read Deuteronomy. Um, yeah. It, it kind of, doubles up but wow that's a crazy one that's a command yeah um 
I mean... Oh, I have another really good one here in just a second. Wow, that's a yeah. lot lighter. But it's stoned to death. Yeah, stone him to death. He's rebellious, mm-hmm. won't listen. So I wonder how old death. he was. If he um, was a gluttonous and a drunkard, like... Yeah, this is a grown man. A grown man. man. <laughs> <laughs> and his parents are pulling out. <laughs> a grown man who won't listen to his parents. So they're like, ah, let's kill him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I could see yeah. a lot of I could see a lot of boomers in church getting pretty excited about that one. I mean, maybe not killing him, but my, yeah. But my millennial bringing him child, out, my Gen X child, yeah. won't do what I want him to. But bringing him out to be uh, um, scolded. <laughs> uh, this one, you, you should, uh, Leviticus 20, which we actually looked through Leviticus 20 the other day, mm-hmm. um, then just found lots of fun little stuff Yeah, in we did. If a man has sex with an animal, he must be put to death. Okay? Yeah. And Clearly. the animal, <laughs> and the animal must be killed also. <laughs> no, that was exactly my reaction. It was like, if a man has sex with an animal, we got to kill him. It was like, okay, well, first of all, it sounds to me like we're dealing with a man with some mental disabilities, <laughs> which I'm going to get into here in just a minute. Like, mm-hmm. largely, now obviously, I don't know. I would just, yeah. I would just go as far as to say that anybody, any human who's having sex with animals or has any inclination to do so probably needs a doctor like Pro- not yeah i mean not yeah. to be murdered you probably they probably need therapy <laughs> yeah um or some medication some sort of protect yeah, yeah some sort of protective custody is what it sounds mm-hmm. like um but yeah you gotta, <laughs> you gotta murder the animal, the animal. <laughs> 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 oh, the bible's so weird mm-hmm. it's so good too though i mean i'm this is fun stuff to mm-hmm. have written down um Okay, so here's where we get into something that's a little more like this is kind of dark and this this side of it like they're still kind of goofy, mm-hmm. but you could see how this way of thinking, which I think was meant to be like don't cry wolf. You're not right. supposed to learn to cry wolf. You're not supposed to like look at these laws and say, "See, you're not you shouldn't do this." Right. See, there's lot there's rules there. Mm-hmm. Um, see, if you're a rebellious son, you should be killed. Like you you shouldn't do that. Right. Um, but here we can see like a couple of things that sort of got apples to apples transferred over and we're just like yeah mm-hmm. we this is how we do it and we don't look back and say we were maybe we're supposed to learn from this and not follow it yeah um deuteronomy 23 says no one whose testicles are crushed or whose penis is cut off true shall be, shall be admitted say those words to the assembly of the lord shall be ad- what admitted to the assembly of the lord <gasps> Oh, wow. How are you going to know that? No one who has, has had their genitals damaged yeah. is allowed to be a part of the church. How now, do you know? How do they know that? I don't know. But I'm saying, like, here is here is a, a, a really, like, apples to apples kind of situation where we're literally saying, see, back in the old days, if someone had, you know, any type of surgeries, any type of work mm, done mm-hmm. to modify their genitals, mm-hmm. which has always been an obsession with religious stuff, then they shouldn't be allowed to be a part of our gathering. They shouldn't be allowed to be a part. And I, it's just, it's a very wow. specific thing. Yeah, I don't want to go into it too much yeah, yeah. because I think like even the details of that are really, really icky and gross, but I, but it's in there. So I think mm-hmm. we should address it and say, okay, should we follow hmm. the Bible? And I mean, in this situation, we're probably not talking about elective procedures. We're probably talking about um, slaves or um, uh, slaves that were castrated or something like that, or someone who was injured Mm -hmm. in battle or whatever, Mm -hmm. and is now considered unclean and unfit to be part of the assembly of God. Like, can't be a part of the church gathering, basically. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And then, all right, one last. Oh, okay, one more. One last one that kind of takes this a step further because it kind of gets into a little bit of the mental health and the mental disability mm-hmm. conversation of mm-hmm. all of this. Like, if we're really going to go by like thousands of year old teachings mm-hmm. and say like we follow this, we're going to do what this says: Whosoever hath any blemish, let him not approach to offer the bread of his God. For whosoever, uh. For whatsoever man he be that hath a blemish. I don't know why I pulled New King James Version. or Oh, it's this is King James. Um, he shall not approach a blind man or a lame man or he that hath a flat nose. That was a reference to some kind of a, Probably a disability. Probably a disability. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or anything superfluous 
or a man that is broken-footed, broken-handed, crookback. Um, crookback? King James even sorry, says. Sorry, that's what or, it says. Yeah, or oh. a. I'm going to go ahead and replace the word that is here with little person. Gotcha. It literally mm-hmm. says that. Mm-hmm. Um, or that hath a blemish in his eye, or scurvy, or is scabbed, or has his stones broken, which is another reference to like someone who's been castrated or damaged unto their testicles he shall not go are you laughing at stones broken as the euphemism there (laughs) as you should um he shall not go into the veil nor come into the altar because he has a blemish he is profane to the lord so you have to be that yeah to go into the inner courts is what it's saying basically basically god god i'm Mm -hmm. air quoting this yeah god doesn't want little people Mm doesn't want people who have been injured in battle in some Mm -hmm. way, people who are born with Mm -hmm. any kind of infirmity that makes it difficult for them to walk or function in society. God doesn't want those people. Mm. This is... Where was that again? Leviticus 21. Wow. These are the commands. They're they're all taken from the same section of Scripture where um, the word, the, the infamous word that my... LGBTQ friends have told me to please stop using that word. Um, But the word homosexual, Mm. the only place that that appears in the Bible, it didn't appear in the Bible. Like that was added to the Bible like 60 years ago. Mm. The word homosexual wasn't in there until um, basically until your grandparents got a microwave oven, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's how long the word homosexual has been actually part of the conversation. There were other words that or other phrases that essentially kind of, um, seem to, but this is all f- taken from the same yeah, yeah. section of scripture. Yeah. Also the same area that says like, you should never cut the hair that grows on the temples of your mm-hmm. head. You should never be tattooed. tattooed yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. That when that anything that a woman, when she is, um, having her time of the month, mm-hmm. um, I'm aware of that. You're, have you heard of this concept? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that she, any furniture that she sits on is unclean. <laughs> no one else is allowed to sit there. So so they actually have laws written into Le- Levitican law. The same passage, actually. Literally yeah. the same passage that say she's not allowed to sleep in the same bed as her husband. That yeah. she should sleep in another bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and outside probably, of the house, right? Probably outside of the village. Yeah. <laughs> probably, there's there's probably a... Um, a uh, Ladies on their period tent outside of the. I bet that's camp. real fun in there. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the, this stuff is taken from the same passage that we end up using to, to decide, you know, who should get married, yeah. who shouldn't, who should be allowed to participate at the highest levels of leadership in churches, and who shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, passages that say things like that, and yeah. that, and that little people should not be allowed. Yeah. In our assembly or that people who are born with a limp mm. shouldn't be allowed or people who are blind. Who are blind. Yeah. Yeah. And noteworthy, perhaps the most important thing to say all, uh, of the whole episode, mm-hmm. Jesus shows up and what does he do? He touches blind people. Yeah. And lame people. And he the has infirmed. dinner with has those dinner that with. are. Yeah. Yeah. He allows mm. a known prostitute to wash his feet which is a pretty intimate act like it's pretty uh and he told zacchaeus right like he went to zacchaeus's house right mm-hmm. that, was that jesus yeah that was that jesus, was jesus yeah yeah who was who we sing a song about was a wee little man that we used to <laughs> sing that song oh, i don't know i don't know if that's a reference to him being perhaps a little person but maybe it but is. maybe that is uh the the bible does not refer to him as a wee little man but it does say that he is he of small stature. Small stature. Yeah. So maybe he was. Maybe mm-hmm. that's exactly what. Because all these other things that are referenced, mm-hmm. they get they get turned over by Jesus. Jesus is like, I know you guys have been following the book, and the book tells you that that yeah. little people, that the blind, that the lame, that the whatever. Yeah. And Jesus, more importantly, and this kind of goes a little bit back to our hell conversation, but probably a little more to atonement. Um, but Jesus also. Declare those declares those people forgiven mm-hmm. by God. Yeah. Before they repent. Before they yeah. Before they ask for anything. Before he knows anything about them. Salvation yeah. has come to your house, Zacchaeus. Yeah. Like 
the man who's lowered down on the mat by his friends in Mark chapter 4, I think. Um, probably somewhere else too, but I know it's, pretty sure it's in Mark chapter 4. Um, no, it's probably not. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm bummed out now. What was it. the question? What were you trying to figure Well, out? the man who's lowered down on the mat oh, um, by his four friends, yeah, like cut yeah. a hole in the roof yeah. and, and lower him down. Jesus, the first thing he says to him, and this is what upset That was in the beginning in the of Mark, I think. Yeah. I'll look it up okay. here in just a second. Whenever you're talking, you cover some ground. And I'll, but oh, no. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> says to him, people are not offended that he heals him because yeah. he doesn't heal him first. He looks at him and he says, my son, your f- sins are forgiven. Like, yeah. Well, the guy didn't say anything. Right, right. He may not even been one. He to be may not down. even been. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. His friends. <laughs> but Jesus him makes a point to say, "You guys think because he is infirmed mm-hmm. that he is unclean before God, that he's not welcome in the assembly of God? Mm-hmm. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. He's forgiven already. Yeah, he's loved already. Yeah. And to prove to you that he's loved already, stand up and walk. Hmm. Interesting. It's right? pretty beautiful. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So my thoughts. my thoughts. Yeah. I think the Bible is not a how to. That was the thesis. Right. That was the. Well, I just think we need to now know, like, so if if we're saying the Bible is not a, a good how to guide, like you shouldn't. Yeah. We've already explained why, what we mean by that. I still have a little bit of anxiety when I say that, though. There's still me something too. in well, me that's like... It makes me uncomfortable like, to hear you say it. Yeah. Because I say crazy stuff all the time, but whenever you say it, it's like, ooh, all right, I guess. Yeah. And I, I still, like, there are, there are truths about it, about that, but there are also things that's like, well, I don't know if I can, as a, a general statement, say the Bible is not a good how-to guide. Like, it's just... Yeah. Because it still makes me a little bit uneasy to say that, and I don't know that I'm. I'm not saying that eventually I'll get there. Just you know, yeah. that I, it'll be easy for me to say that. But anyways, so what do we do with it then? Mm-hmm. If if the Bible is not a good how-to guide, then what do we do with the Bible? Yeah. And how I, I, how do we live our lives if yeah, we're not gonna? We? What what does Paul mean whenever he says that this yeah. is useful? Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a conversation today. That could be yeah. our conversation for next week. It needs to be. Um, yeah, I think that's where we should head next is like, well, what what are we supposed to do with it? But I'll kind of, you know, I'll get us started. And we've already said this a couple of times, but, you know, Jesus is asked. I'm going to say this until hopefully until I'm dead and gone. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, I don't know if he was a good Bible teacher or not. I don't know if Drew you? Was a, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if Drew was a good Bible teacher or not, but here's what he believed about it all. Mm-hmm. Jesus was once asked, what's the most important command in all the Bible? Mm-hmm. Is it about how blind people shouldn't be allowed mm-hmm. in here? Mm-hmm. Is it about like, right? Jesus says the most important thing is love God and love people. And everything should go through that filter. Mm-hmm. Jesus also, now this, here's, you know, I'm, I'm going to draw a couple of lines here. Jesus also says to his disciples, it's good for you that I depart, because when I depart, I'll send a helper. Hmm. It's good for you that one day I'm not going to be here to answer these questions anymore for you. And you'll be better equipped to answer these questions for yourself, because the Holy Spirit will be with you. Hmm. You'll be able to discern these things yourselves. Yeah. So. Taking the model of Jesus where he says, well, the most important command is love God and love people. Yeah. And the secondary thing that Jesus is saying here that one day you'll be able to discern that yourself. I think we should all become a lot better at looking at the Bible and trusting our gut a little bit and trusting yeah. our instinct a little bit and and stop saying like, I'm just speaking the truth in love even when it's hurting people. Yeah. Even when it's clearly, clearly doing damage. Yeah. It's not building anybody up. Yeah. It's excluding people. It's it's hurting people. Yeah. I'm just speaking the truth in love. It's like, well, how about maybe speak love in love? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how about just focus on love? Because there's a pretty good chance you Which don't have the truth Which Jesus never did, right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I can't at the moment think of an example where Jesus, like, turned someone away from him that said, no, you're not loved uh, the only- or... The only possible examples would be like very religious people okay. um, that Jesus essentially is saying like, well, you'd have to leave everything you are. Yeah. I mean, like the, the rich ruler, mm-hmm. um, perhaps, which we don't know whether he decided to follow or not. Yeah. 
Um, but he says, you'd have to change how you think. Yeah. Nicodemus, he says, you'd have to be born again. Like right. Nicodemus is a religious guy. Um, but all of these ex- other examples, though, Jesus like went to them and loved them and f- forgave them for yeah. all yeah. of these other things. You know what I mean? And, like, and we it's do like, have Jesus saying things like go and sin no, sin more, no more, which is, yeah. every, you know, every uber conservative, uber fundamentalist's favorite verse. He's mm-hmm. like, he tells them not to quit sinning. Um, I just I think we need to be kind of careful about what that means mm-hmm. and and what we what we do with that information. Yeah. Um, because Jesus, you know, most notable place where he says that is a woman who's about to be um, killed because mm-hmm. people are going to follow the Bible mm-hmm. and stone her because she was caught in the act of adultery. Right? Right. They're going to throw rocks at right. her head until she's dead because the Bible tells them to. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, all right, anybody who doesn't have sin can throw the first stone and they yeah. drop the stones and they walk away. And then Jesus kneels down and he says, where are your accusers? She says, there are none. Mm-hmm. And then he says, neither do I c- accuse you. Go and sin no more. Right. Now, is Jesus saying to this woman, you better clean your act up. Yeah. Because I'm sick. No, he says, you don't have any accusers here. Right. He's saying, I, I don't accuse you. Yeah. I forgive you. Yeah. I love you. You are my beloved. Mm-hmm. Now, is he giving some advice to say, I might not be here the next time. Mm-hmm. Is he saying, hey, if you keep doing that. Now, and obviously, like, someone caught in the act of adultery, like, we don't even need, we don't need the Bible to tell us that adultery right. is wrong. Right. We don't need the Bible to tell mm-hmm. us that someone committing covenant relationship to someone else for life, mm-hmm. you know, sexually or in, in some kind of, and then breaking that covenant, breaking that bond, that that's yeah. bad. You don't need the Bible to tell you that. Right. You right. know that's we bad. everybody, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, the, the Holy Spirit does a plenty good job yeah. <laughs> getting that through getting to everybody. That. No one thinks that's fine. Um, and they don't, and it's not because the Bible told them so. It's because it's written into the fabric of what it means to be in covenant, what it means to love, what it mm-hmm. meant, like, we know that. Yeah. We know that to tell someone one thing and then do another is wrong. Right. Not because the Bible tells us so. Because we know because it doesn't it society falls apart mm-hmm. in that and yeah. so yeah giving a little bit of time to that like yeah does he say go and sin no more yes but what's he talking about really mm-hmm. is he really telling people you won't be accepted by me mm-hmm. if you sin mm-hmm. or is he saying your sin will have consequences you i forgave you I forgave you before you got it's here. It's also interesting I saved your life just now, too. That he would say that, like, as f- just quickly, I just thought of, like, well, but he knows that's not possible, too. To go and sin no to more. To go and sin yeah, no more. Yeah, the thing that he says is, is the ideal. Like, obviously, she's not going to go and sin no more. Right. He says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Yeah. It's like, just yeah, interesting. That it's more of just a blessing. Mm-hmm. It's more of just a... Go and be best. <laughs> be best. You know, do yeah. Do the best you can. Like, don't do stuff that gets you. You see where this got you, right? Yeah. Don't do that again. Right. Um, not mm. because I won't love you, not because I won't forgive you, but because there are going to be consequences when you break the code. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Do you right. have any closing thoughts? No, I'm good. All right. I'll see you here next week. You'll see me here next week? Yeah. All right. I'll see you then. <laughs> um, and we will talk about, well, what do we actually do with, with the Bible? The Bible. Mm-hmm. How do we learn from it? Because we do love it. Right. And maybe we should have said that more up front, but I, hopefully that's clear. Like we, all this research and all this time that, mm-hmm. and study and bothering to teach it, like I think the Bible is incredibly valuable and incredibly beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm not here to say, don't read the Bible, don't study the Bible, don't learn from the Bible. Right. I'm only here to say, don't say a bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense <laughs> about what you're supposed to do with it. Yeah. Don't say that God doesn't command, that God is not, air quote, commanding mm-hmm. people to do things that are awful and unlike Jesus because he is. Yeah. Because it's in, like, don't say stuff that isn't true. Like, like, let's be honest about what's in there. And when we're honest about what's in there, we might actually find something really, really cool um, and yeah. helpful about it. And next week, we want to talk about that. We can talk about you, we can talk about me, we can talk about everything we got between us. 
I want to hear everything you have to say We can talk about the weather and living forever And about how we usually better together We gotta find some time to talk about the other day I wrote some things I think you should see People shouldn't just hear it straight from me I could use some help saying everything I mean to say So could you read these thoughts out loud Tell me where you think I need to cut it out Would you give me some of your thoughts about the other day Would you give me some of your thoughts about the other day